Welcome to the WWE Podcast Week in Review, everybody. Thank you for joining me, and we're going to get things going in just one minute with the entire WWE Week in Review wrapped up into one beautiful show. Maybe I'll even put a bow on it for you, but we're going to talk about everything from the WWE releases to Gunther to Roman Reigns' opponent now being revealed and a massive main event change that's going to take place at WrestleMania Backlash in just one week. So we've got so much to discuss, guys. Let's get it all started right after this. Have you ever wanted to turn your yard into a food forest and create a system of self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable? Well, now you can. Welcome to Food Forest Abundance. They're a community of passionate, freedom-loving people, and their mission is to build a free, healthy, abundant society for generations to come. Their vision is to install every community and every yard around the world with this food forest. Their focus is on a decentralized food supply, but setting up permaculture food forests on underutilized lawn space around the world. And that's just the start. They offer food forest landscape design blueprints, installation of blueprints by trained professionals, ongoing maintenance to food forests, etc. And they are recruiting suppliers to grow new fruit trees, installers to install blueprints, designers to design blueprints, and much more. So if you want to have the peace of mind of having food security right outside your door or to help empower others as they work to turn the earth into a Garden of Eden, then they welcome you. They actually have an upcoming docu-series called Land of Plenty with former producer of Crocodile Hunter Steve Irwin and Adrian Grainer of HBO's hit series Entourage. So where do you find them, right? What's their website? Well, the website is foodforestabundance.com. That's foodforestabundance.com. And use coupon code FOOD22. And that right there will get you 5% off the purchase of a food forest blueprint or installation. Again, that promo code is FOOD22. That coupon code FOOD22, and you get yourself 5% off. Guys, with food prices skyrocketing, how cool would it be to have just your own forest of food outside? You don't have to go to the grocery store. You save yourself money, and it's a lot healthier for you. So check it out, guys. Foodforestabundance.com. Use the coupon code FOOD22 and save 5%. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. So in today's crazy world, you need to be ready to defend yourself. I mean, that's just the reality of things. People are getting assaulted on the street, robbed, home invasions. So with all this spike in crime, what better way to spend your time than investing in yourself, in your safety, in your, in your family's safety? That's why I'm recommending Impact Defense. ImpactDefense.online is an opportunity for you to learn how to defend yourself in multiple situations. They have a podcast, by the way, that is done weekly, and you can check it out. Uh, it's it's on impactdefense.online. They have training that's in person. They have online courses. You can host an event and a lot more. But this is run by Brian, and he has over 20 years in the martial arts and self-defense industry. He's a certified combatives instructor. He's certified in defensive firearms, and he has a black belt in multiple styles of martial arts. He's also joined by two ladies, Jada and Kylie. Both of them are black belts in martial arts and certified firearm instructors as well. Again, their show, their podcast releases every single Monday, a brand new episode. You can check out impactdefense.online for much more information. But guys, 
I can't stress enough right now, there is nothing more important than your safety. I don't know about you, but when I'm lying in bed and I hear a creak in the house, you always wonder. Right? It's either a ghost <laughs> or you're thinking, oh my God, somebody broke in, right? And w- imagine the helplessness that you could feel in that moment, but let them help you overcome that fear. Let them help you protect you and your family. Go to impactdefense.online today. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. This is my island. You're going to acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast, everybody. It is May 1st, Sunday, May 1st, 2022. It's May, or for those InSync fans out there, it, it's going to be May. Okay, I've dated myself, and I've also admitted I'm a boy band fan. That's uh, two strikes already, and we're only a few minutes into the show. <laughs> so anyway, welcome, everybody, to the WWE Podcast. We have got so much to get to tonight, and uh, I know there's a couple of more ads than usual tonight in the show, and hey, look, man's got to pay his bills, but I'd also really encourage you, for a dollar, you can get rid of every ad that we have. All of them go away like magic uh, on Patreon for $1, hundreds of episodes ad-free. I just want to encourage you there, or our website, wwepodcast.com. If you go VIP, you get that, and exclusive episodes, including the After Dark show, which um, is getting very, very personal, I will say that. So that's available to you as well as on Apple Podcasts. The subscription of 99 cents a month gets the ads out of your ears. So there it is. Um, But before the usual plugs, I want to also let you guys know a a couple of things. Number one, our AEW review show like Dynamite slash uh, Rampage week in review or weekly wrap up is going to be vacant until July or June 26th. It's just temporary. Uh, Mimi will return at the end of June. So that leaves it open for you guys to get a hold of me. And if you're interested in doing a weekly wrap-up, you can do that, or you can just do Dynamite if you want to do that too. Um, you know, I, I'd I ask that you just have some kind of quality. It doesn't have to be studio quality, but some kind of quality microphone and uh, at least a 30-minute show. Once a week. That's it. Uh, nothing um, nothing more, nothing less. You just send me an MP3 file. It literally is that easy. But you also have to have a passion for it. Right? I don't want to hire or you know bring somebody on board that is, uh, you know, just, just, just wants to get their voice out there but has no passion for wrestling. I don't think that would work well. So really, a passion for wrestling and a quality mic, that's all you need. So uh, it, again, it's temporary until June 26th. And I really would encourage you, if you're interested, you can reach out to me at uh, real WWE podcast at gmail.com or you can uh, tweet me at wrestling underscore audio. I know I've had a couple of people reach out to me there. So uh, we want to get somebody moving on that as quickly as possible. So if you're interested, please let me know. The other thing is that if you guys are interested in a possible um, female, uh, a female podcast on this show, let me know. I've, I am very interested to see if anybody would want to uh, have a, an exclusive women's show here on the WWE podcast. I think the overwhelming answer is yes. I'm on board for it as well. 
Um, but I, I wanted to gauge your opinion on a women's wrestling podcast. I think it would be, I think it would be honestly, it's, I think it's in demand because this, this space of wrestling podcast hosts of men is, it's overrun by men because predominantly wrestling fans are men. I mean, that's just also, that's also the kind of the fact of the matter. Not, it's not good, not bad. It's just objective reality. But um, if you want to hear a women's exclusive show where like no guys come on at all, <laughs> like you wouldn't hear my voice at all, which is a good thing. You would just have a, a you know, a host or two female host or two and come on the show and talk about women's wrestling and, and uh, have it completely hosted by by some very intelligent women. Let me know. I think the answer is yes. I don't even need to gauge you guys. I think the overwhelming answer would be yes, but I wanted to put it out there. All right, let's move on. Let's get to the weekend review. Okay, well, you know, I, I have to say that um, before we get going on the actual events of the televised version of WWE this week, I have to unfortunately, uh, you know, talk about the releases that happened over the um, over the last couple of days, and I haven't addressed them much at all. I've been very busy, not with uh, my podcast, just other stuff, but I think it's only appropriate that I that I, uh, you know, I mentioned them. So here are the new releases that uh, just took place, and that's Dexter Loomis, Harland, Malcolm Bivens. Let's see, uh, Dakota Kai. Yeah, Dakota Kai. That's um, that's not good. I mean, she, I really had high hopes for Dakota Kai. I got to say, I didn't, as much as I didn't watch NXT, admittedly, it still was very surprising. Um what are the other ones that uh, actually were released were six that get, were handed their walking papers. Ryland Devine, Persia Parada, Myla uh, Milani, Draco Anthony. I almost said Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Jeez. Um, anyway, uh, Sinjana uh, George and Paige Prinzavali. I think I think I said all those probably half wrong. But those of you that watch NXT, that makes sense to you. To me, it's, uh, you know unfortunately it's those are most of those names not all most of them don't ring a bell with me i mean dakota kai certainly does dexter loomis does but you know it, it is certainly um never a good time in wrestling when we have to deliver that kind of news as if you didn't already know because i'm two days late and in, in today's information world i might as well be two years late but um anyway all right let's dive into the weekend review let's get into the actual nitty-gritty of the product here and there was a significant amount of stuff that happened this week, and I'm just going to get right into the main event change. And that, by the way, guys, I, I have a cold. So if it sounds like I'm stuffed up and sick, I am. Uh, that also hasn't helped me <laughs> you know, stay on top of news. But uh, that that main event, presumably, that may not have been the main event of the tag team unification match between the Usos and the RK Bro that they've been building for like a month now is now modified to include Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns' new opponent, Drew McIntyre. They're finally getting to this program. They've been biding their time, waiting for the right moment, and we finally got Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, albeit in a six-man tag, so you're not going to get the one-on-one -on -one for at least another pay-per-view or a premium live event. But these are the beginning stages of that program, likely leading to a blow-off at SummerSlam. Likely. I mean, it seems a little bit soon to be blown off by SummerSlam, but, I mean, WWE's done longer storylines. Uh, but, hey, we got it. Roman Reigns drew. Shinsuke has gone by the wayside. 
we're all going to forget and pretend that didn't happen, that they beat down Shinsuke because it was a filler needed to have somebody interrupt and Shinsuke fell in their lap. And now they don't have a follow-up for Shinsuke. So those that thought Shinsuke was going to face Roman, uh, that is at least shelved for the time being. Um, but now we get this uh, Roman and Drew thing. And, you know, again, it's in a six-man tag. But my question is, so the tag team unification match is not happening now? Like, like are they going to still have it, but only have the Usos or RK-Bro exchange belts? Like, say Roman Reigns wins the match. Well, is he a tag team champion? Or does it still go to the Usos? Or is it Freebird rules? Like, how, how does this work? You know, I would go, from what I gathered, it seemed as if Roman Reigns tearing up that contract and shoving it down Riddle's throat on SmackDown would tell me that it's going to be a just a six-man tag team match. The unification of the tag titles is delayed or maybe pushed back a month, whatever. Uh, but at least for the time being, it is not going to be for the tag team title unification match. Which honestly, I'm a little bit disappointed in, in a way, because I they built that match pretty well. They've been building it pretty well. I mean, they are the two top teams in WWE, and they have had some good segments, and you know they're going to have excellent chemistry, and they're four professionals in the ring. Like, I mean, I know that Roman and Drew being added to it adds star power, but for the tag team title unification itself, I'm a bit disappointed because I think that the tag team division does need unification. Absolutely. And so I think that's a disappointment, but is the trade-off of having Roman and Drew in its six-man tag match, finally getting you know a little bit of interaction with one another, probably limited, but I mean that's up for you guys to debate. My personal opinion is, if they're still doing the tag team title unification at some point in the near future, I'm okay with it. If their idea is to scrap the unification altogether, I would have maybe a different answer. I'd, I'd argue a little stronger against it because I think the tag team titles need unifying more than any other title in WWE. I mean, I wish I could re like double unify the women's tag titles somehow, like somehow slice them in half too. You know, yeah, it's not possible, but I wish I could. So uh, that's, that's one thing I want to talk about right off the bat is the massive change in the main event for WrestleMania backlash, which now includes drew. We finally get the program that's just starting between drew and Roman. And I would imagine that all of us believe that it's going to culminate at SummerSlam in a few months. You know, I think they could drag it out that long. I think they I really do think they could. Maybe he'll try to avoid Drew and that'll be the chase, the cat and mouse thing. I mean, who knows? Uh, do I ultimately think Drew's going to be the one to take it off Roman? No. However, Drew makes the strongest case out of every opponent that Roman has had thus far to win, including Kevin Owens, including uh, Edge, including Daniel Bryan at last year's WrestleMania, including John Cena, honestly, Cesaro, Finn Balor. I mean, go through the list. Anybody, Brock Lesnar, this out of all of his list of opponents, he makes the strongest case to beat Roman because he's still relatively young. He's still got a decent number of days in front of him. He could make this a career defining victory. Uh, now, he has beaten Brock at WrestleMania, but you got to remember that was in front of nobody. So that, that WrestleMania kind of happened in a vacuum. This could be Drew McIntyre's career-defining moment outside of, again, eliminating Brock from the Rumble right before the pandemic hit, but the crowd exploded. That was certainly a moment. But in front of a live audience, beating 
Roman Reigns in front of maybe 60,000 people in a stadium at SummerSlam. They're trying to make it like a WrestleMania type of feel for SummerSlam. They do every year, and they've succeeded pretty uh, pretty well over the last couple of years doing this. I think it's this, to me, makes the strongest case thus far for Roman to win or lose. But that said, at the end of the day, do I think Roman's eventually going to retain? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's that's my answer. All right. So let's get into it. A little bit more SmackDown. You guys can catch our SmackDown review. By the way, that's done by Michael and John, who done do an excellent job every single uh every single Friday night and they get it to you as early as I can Saturday morning. But let's get to it. Let's talk about SmackDown. Because I already went through the sad releases. Let's get to uh SmackDown here. And um we got let's just some things that happened. Madcap Moss laid the whooping on Happy Corbin, and it, it was fine. I, I think they expected a bit more of a reaction from Madcap Moss than he has get, been getting. Like, Madcap Moss isn't getting booed. People are just like, hmm, I, I think they're still cautiously optimistic about him. He's not getting an overwhelming response, but it's it's okay. I think it's okay. Uh, they're, they're on the, the right path for him. Um, so if you're looking for a Madcap Moss main event, yeah, we're probably a long ways away from that. But in this instance, we got uh, a recap of Corbin stealing the trophy, which he mistakenly said it's the Andre the Giant Memorial. I guess they took the word memorial out and just said the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Makes more sense because there's a lot of words in there. But we had uh, Corbin talk about how he stole the trophy, and we got a whole video recap on that. And Madcap Moss uh, ended up attacking Corbin, and um, that's pretty much it. I mean, he didn't he didn't get to beat him down as much as we all would have liked, but it was certainly a nice a nice little um, start to the program for Madcap Moss and Corbin. Ricochet defeated Shanky to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, I mean, he he beat Shanky with a roll up. What? <laughs> now I, now look, this is particularly worse because roll-ups are bad in and of themselves, but if we're supposed to believe that they can actually happen, that should mean that your the, the weight difference is significant, or at least on the bare minimum, the weight difference is, um, is minuscule, meaning like if I weigh the same as my opponent, okay, it's believable that I could get a quick roll-up and hold that person's shoulders down for three seconds. But in this case, I mean, Shanky's like three times the weight of of um, Ricochet. So again, it, it, it's not only that it's overused, but now it's like double unbelievable because Shanky is, you know, this, this proposed, uh, supposed monster, and yet he can't kick out. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, Shanky and, uh, and, and who was it? Um, Shanky and Jinder Mahal had some words at the end of that matchup. Shanky ends up walking away from gender. We'll see if that translates to anything. The answer or, or the uh, the reaction, I think, that most people are going to have to that question is who cares? Like, I don't know if anybody wants to see gender and Shanky get in a battle. Even if they did, if they broke down, no one would care. I mean, literally nobody. So I think that's a bad idea. I mean, I think gender having somebody like that around right now is fine. It helps build a little bit of notoriety for that up and coming star of Shanky and that it's just a bad move on top of the fact that no one would care. So Ricochet retains again, the narrative being pushed that he's a fighting champion. He'll take on anybody, anytime, all comers. If I have to hear that one more time, I'm going to lose my crap guys. 
I, re- I mean, Drew McIntyre did it when he beat Brock Lesnar. I mean, everybody that's babyface suddenly has the same statement dec- de- declaration every single time. I'm going to be, I'll take on all comers. Again, that's such a foolhardy, a foolhardy uh, mission. Why? Because you're putting yourself at risk for losing the belt that you worked so hard to get. You're also disgracing the belt because you're saying that anybody's deserving of having a a championship opportunity while you're telling us also at the same time that the belt that you have is prestigious and means so much. If it meant so much and it was so prestigious, why are you allowing anyone, like literally anyone to challenge for it? You should have to earn it, not just walk up and say, hey, I want a challenge. I want a championship match, which is what they're telling you. And they're doing that at the expense of of and hoping that you won't care about that because the bigger message they want to send to us is, well, they're a fighting champion. They're not going to run from a fight. That, to them, creative Vince, is more important than the logic of uh, the reality that they are devaluing the championships without even noticing, without even knowing they're doing it or not caring they're doing it by allowing anybody, well, anybody, it's it's sickening, and it's also kind of uh, goody two shoes, isn't it? Well, I'm going to be a fighting champion, you know. I don't know. Um, all right, Raquel Rodriguez made her debut against Cat Cardoza. Cat Cardoza, and she was fine. Raquel had a nice, quick little promo at the beginning, or, or right before she went out, saying, "I'm going to le- make an impact that no one's going to forget." I mean, the most generic promo you can ever come up with. It's fine. She hit her finish, which doesn't look like a finish. It just kind of looks like a power slam. Fine. Whatever. Uh, The crowd gave her a nice reception. I have nothing against this matchup. It was fine. And and Raquel is a big woman. Man, she she looks like she could just kick some ass. And um, she certainly towers over uh, a lot of the other women. But Raquel Rodriguez making her debut. You know she's going to win. She did. And it's somewhat competitive match, honestly. All right, uh, Ludwig Kaiser then hyped up Gunther, and Gunther uh, in a video package is shown powerbombing people, chopping people, just looking dominant, and that mug that he has is just uh, money. They know it's money. The face he makes, that just kind of like permanent scowl that's tattooed on his face, it's money. I have no complaints about it at all. I think it's, it is money, and they know it, and that's fine. I'd maximize that, too. He just has such an old school look to him. It's like he was born in 1850 and somehow he was cryogenically frozen and they brought him, you know, and and dethought him, you know, 160 years later. It's just, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I like the way he looks. I refuse to call him Gunther. I said that last week. If you pronounce him Gunther, uh, again, you are double banned from the show. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's fine. We didn't get anything in-ring action. I don't need in-ring action every single week from him. They're taking the slow build approach. I'm on board. Let's do it. Naomi then defeated Shayna Baszler with uh, the good old roll-up. We got two of them on, on uh, SmackDown here. And uh, then Natalia attacked Naomi after the match. Sasha uh, fended off Natalia. And then, uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the Naomi... And Shayna Baszler were, uh, or rather, Shayna Baszler and Natalia were uh, standing tall at the end of the segment here. And um, Naomi and Sasha Banks were left laying. And Sasha Banks is just, um, man, what happened to her? What happened to Sasha Banks? 
I mean, she's a legit boss. But is she? I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of you I know, and I feel the same way that Sasha doesn't belong in a tag team. But it's either this or having Sasha you know, be on TV for a week, gone for two months. No one tells you why. She's in a, she's in a storyline. She's not in one. Like This at least keeps her somewhat regular on your TV, and she's a champion, okay? So if you're trying to find the silver lining of Sasha being in a tag team that she doesn't belong in, there it is. And so, okay. All right, moving on here. I want to talk about uh, Xavier defeating Ridge Holland. That took place after the, yep, don't worry, small package, i.e. roll-up. A package was played before the match asking, you know, where's Butch? And Sheamus and Holland were unable to find him. And New Day asked the same question. Butch is now missing. Again, I don't I don't think exactly. I'm very skeptical that he has an actual search party out for him. <laughs> But uh, Xavier continues, just continues to get roll-up victory after roll-up victory. It's a parody of itself at this point to have so many roll-up victories on one show, number one. But also, that's the only way Xavier has won since he came back. And I'd love to know the percentage overall in his career, how many roll-up victories he's gotten versus, you know, just an, an actual straight up, I beat your ass, I'm the better man, no fluke victories, I hit my finish and beat you. You know, but I mean, this match was fine. There's nothing wrong with Xavier's wrestling. I, I think that Xavier in the ring is very talented. And Ridge Holland is probably like, I'm not going to do an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Right? <laughs> All right, Sheamus, then... Um, defeated Kofi Kingston after dropping him with a brogue kick. It was impromptu. And then afterwards, uh, we had Ridge Holland powerbomb Woods through a table set up outside. And uh, that's leading to a tables match. I think next week or is it the week after? I think it's one or two weeks. We're getting these two teams in a tables match. So, I mean, that's fine. We haven't had a tables match in quite a while, so I'm on board for it. It's fine. Okay, a um, couple things here. Number one, Lacey Evans and her, uh, yeah, yeah, um, her whole deal about her childhood. I was very high on it for the first week or two. Last week, I started to sour and feel like it was a an, an exposure, or, uh, or rather, I'm trying to find the word I'm looking for. It was just um an icky thing to do to try to use her situation that supposedly happened in her actual childhood and use it to try to get people to like her. It started to feel icky to me and almost untrue. Now I'm going to take this at face value. I'm still going to go with there being serious. This actually happened. Okay. How long are we going to hear your sob story? Now it's just, it was turning from empathy into you're looking for attention. Stop trying to expose uh, your uh, your your childhood and your sad, sappy moments, and trying to get us to cheer for you. Like now, it's kind of just overkill. I feel like they stepped too far this week. Not that anything was different; it was just the same type of thing. And I know, oh my God, I graduated from the uh, the, the Marines, like boot camp. No one was there. My dad wasn't there. And if that's legitimately true then I feel for her. I get that. But I'm also understanding I'm watching a pro wrestling product and I'm going, all right, now you're, you're just like, I don't know. And every time she starts the promo, she has to say, okay, here it goes. It's like, 
you've done that for four weeks. I mean, and her outfit's a bit distracting too, as a, as a, as a man. I mean, as I'm just looking at it. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> it's just kind of it's a little uh, little scandalous, but it's fine. So I just have I have a a problem now of her using her sappy, sad, just you know, mess of a past as a child. And trying to blatantly now, not it wasn't just mentioned in passing anymore. This is now the actual foundation of her entire promo is feel bad for me. Hey, it's, oh, woe is me. And again, I'm not unsympathetic to her past. I feel for her. That's terrible. If this is all true, it's terrible. I get it. It's awful. And I do feel for you. But how many times are you going to have to hear this story before it's like, okay, we got it. Like empathy is activated. Don't re don't undo everything you just did by continuing to shove it down our throats. And I'm at that point now with Lacey Evans. So they, they need to shut up. Lacey needs to shut the hell up and they need to just put her in the ring. Maybe cut a quick promo. May, you know, maybe before her match with whoever next week, they have like a, a minute or two promo about it. it's great to actually be back here. You know, uh, I'm, I'm doing this for all the women that uh, I don't know, or all the men and women who, who grew up and, didn't have a, a father figure at home. Something like that. I don't care. Just bring her into the arena. Stop with these pre-tape promos. I'm done with it. They To me, I don't know what it was. It just hit me the wrong way this week. It was just like, okay, you guys are just clearly just, you know, abusing this now. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break for a sponsor of the show. But on the other end, guys, we're going to talk about Ronda Rousey and Charlotte and their Beat the Clock I Quit Challenge. That and so much more right after this. Have you ever wanted to turn your yard into a food forest and create a system of self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable? Well, now you can. Welcome to Food Forest Abundance. They're a community of passionate, freedom-loving people, and their mission is to build a free, healthy, abundant society for generations to come. Their vision is to install every community and every yard around the world with this food forest. Their focus is on a decentralized food supply but setting up permaculture food forests on underutilized lawn space around the world. And that's just the start. They offer food forest landscape design blueprints, installation of blueprints by trained professionals, ongoing maintenance to food forests, etc. And they are recruiting suppliers to grow new fruit trees, installers to install blueprints, designers to design blueprints, and much more. So if you want to have the peace of mind of having food security right outside your door or to help empower others as they work to turn the earth into a Garden of Eden, then they welcome you. They actually have an upcoming docu-series called Land of Plenty with former producer of Crocodile Hunter, Steve Irwin, and Adrian Grainer of HBO's hit series Entourage. So where do you find them, right? What's their website? Well, the website is foodforestabundance.com. That's foodforestabundance.com. And use coupon code FOOD22. And that right there will get you 5% 5% off the purchase of a food forest blueprint or installation. Again, that promo code is FOOD22. That coupon code FOOD22, and you'll get yourself 5% off. Guys, with food prices skyrocketing, how cool would it be to have just your own forest of food outside? You don't have to go to the grocery store. You save yourself money, and it's a lot healthier for you. So check it out, guys. Foodforestabundance.com. Use the coupon code FOOD22 and save 5%. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. So in today's crazy world, 
you need to be ready to defend yourself. I mean, that's just the reality of things. People are getting assaulted on the street, robbed, home invasions. So with all this spike in crime, what better way to spend your time than investing in yourself, in your safety, in your, in your family's safety? That's why I'm recommending Impact Defense. ImpactDefense.online is an opportunity for you to learn how to defend yourself in multiple situations. They have a podcast, by the way, that is done weekly, and you can check it out. Uh, it's it's on impactdefense.online. They have training that's in person. They have online courses. You can host an event and a lot more. But this is run by Brian, and he has over 20 years in the martial arts and self-defense industry. He's a certified combatives instructor. He's certified in defensive firearms, and he has a black belt in multiple styles of martial arts. He's also joined by two ladies, Jada and Kylie. Both of them are black belts in martial arts and certified firearm instructors as well. Again, their show, their podcast releases every single Monday, a brand new episode. You can check out impactdefense.online for much more information. But guys, I can't stress enough right now. There is nothing more important than your safety. I don't know about you, but when I'm lying in bed and I hear a creak in the house, you always wonder, right? It's either a ghost <laughs> or you're thinking, oh my God, somebody broke in, right? And imagine the helplessness that you could feel in that moment, but let them help you overcome that fear. Let them help you protect you and your family. Go to impactdefense.online today. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All right, everybody, let's continue on here. Thank you for sticking with us. I, I know these uh, commercial breaks are no fun, which is why you should just go to Patreon, guys. Go to Patreon. All right, the shameless plugging will never stop. Okay, uh, the one thing I didn't talk about on SmackDown, though, that I wanted to was the Usos and, and uh, the RK Bro contract signing. And it was fine. I thought the contract signing ended at like 95% of other contract signings do in violence. Somebody throws a table over, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this one was more interesting because Roman came out. And I got to say, is Roman ever going to be able to surprise anybody? I mean, if he ever wants to do a run-in, his entrance is the complete opposite of what you want for a run-in because you have to go through like two minutes of his intro to get to the point where he actually walks out, like it, where the, you know, the music hits it's, you know, the, you hear the, 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 that kind of chorus and then the music starts about two minutes later and you're like, he's never going to be able to, you know, he's never going to be able to come out to anybody's surprise. Now I'm sure they'll find ways around it, modify his music just, you know, of course, but it's kind of funny that he would come out and yet it's such a long intro. It gives everybody such a heads up. It's like, oh, well, I guess Roman's coming, guys. <laughs> you know, uh, but that said, uh, the Usos here and uh, and RK Bro did get the advantage after Roman distracted them and they got the double super kick and Roman shoved the contract down Riddle's throat. And But the promo itself was fine. You know, they, I think Orton again is having a lot of fun, which I also think like is legit. I do truly believe. And he said that on the Pat McAfee show. And in other interviews, he's truly having fun. And I, I believe that authentically that he is, which I think is going to have a big effect on whether or not WWE wants to break them up. I, I know Randy isn't the end-all be-all with creative, and he probably does have some creative pull uh, given his tenure in WWE, all the success he's had. So I wonder if 
he is he's kind of uh, proposing or pushing for the RK bro team to stay together because it's beneficial for him like crazy because he, he gets it shows different side of him. He is much looser on the microphone. It's something different. It's a different depth or element to his character. It um, also saves his body from having to do bump after bump after bump after bump where Riddle takes 80% of the bumps. Randy gets the hot tag. It's the same formula for every one of their matches. But if I were him, I'd want to advocate for the same thing. So I don't know. I think Randy has a lot of uh, in, a lot invested in this in terms of benefits for his career right now while remaining in this tag team for at least the foreseeable future. Now, ultimately, will they break up, of course, and Randy will go on his own and maybe he won another championship. But all right. Let's continue here. Ronda Rousey defeated Shotzi in 141 in their beat the clock challenge. And then Charlotte defeated Aaliyah. But it was outside of the 141 by a second or two. And that means that Ronda won that beat the clock challenge, which also means absolutely nothing because there were no stipulations on that other than I can beat somebody faster than you. Again, why is that a thing? Because last time I checked, there's no prize or bonus points for beating your opponent faster. You just beat them or you don't. Now, should time limits be reintroduced into professional wrestling? Yes. Why? Number one, it adds to the to the uh, the overall presentation of trying to create a simulated sport. Every sport has time limits. You also would create another opportunity for a finish, right? If you don't want two guys or two gals to have an actual finish where one wins and one loses clean, and you want kind of the ambiguity to keep the program going. You don't have to rely so heavily on a, uh, on that crutch of roll-upism. You could use the count-out, or rather the uh, time ex- uh, expiration, as another potential finish. Imagine that. That actually admittedly came from Jim Ross. I took that from his brain a few years ago, and I'm like, huh, that makes total sense. And they've done away with the time limits. So again, I, I roll, I, I circle all the way back to, how exactly does this prove anything? That you can just beat somebody faster? Well, the ultimate result is what? Number one, they didn't. There was nothing on the line, just pride. So sorry to ruin this for you guys, but I, I beat the clock challenges sometimes don't make sense to me. But I get it. Ronda Rousey was uh, supposed to come my way looking a little bit better, and she did. She tapped out her uh, opponent Shotzi faster, only by a couple of seconds, than did Charlotte. But then here comes my big problem. Charlotte Flair, then for no reason, attacks Drew Gulak again, who is the guest ring announcer, or rather, uh, timekeeper, timekeeper. And he's in charge of, you know, ringing the bell. And Charlotte, for some reason, is angry at him for not ringing the bell, and he had one job to do. Well, again, this makes no sense because he had nothing to do with the time expiring. The, the, the reason for Charlotte getting angry at Drew Gulak is completely unfounded. And I know what you're going to say. Well, that's supposed to be the case. Why would the heel attack him? That's supposed to give him heat. No, no, no. But this actually makes no logical sense. That's what I'm saying. It's not like, oh, I get it. That's that's a, that's a that's a heel heat inducing moment. It makes sense. You know, I get it. This had no logic. It was just confusing. I go, okay, I know what they're trying here. But again, the, the timekeeper doesn't just decide randomly to end the match. The referee decides when somebody has tapped, acknowledges it, or puts uh, counts somebody's shoulders to the mat for the three or you know DQ finish, whatever. 
the referee is the tool that's used to, to end the match. And if the referee maybe missed something, I could see if Drew Gulak refereed this match and he missed a call. He was distracted or wasn't in the right position, which cost Charlotte those extra couple seconds and therefore the the uh, beat the clock challenge. Then that would make sense. Okay, Drew wasn't in position right. She gets angry. But he was a timekeeper. It's like getting mad at the ring announcer. Whether the ring announcer actually says anything or not doesn't change the outcome of the match. Same with the, honestly, the uh, the timekeeper, which I don't even know why they call it the timekeeper. No one's keeping time because remember, they don't have time limits. So it's just the bell ringer. That doesn't sound as uh, official, but I don't know. So that was number one I didn't like. Number two is the fact that Charlotte continues to beat up Drew with nobody coming out to help Drew. Right? Nobody's coming out to help him. He's not an actual quote unquote performer right now. He's trying to do other stuff other than get in the ring. So that doesn't make sense to me. No one's helping him. Not no security. Adam Pierce isn't saying anything. No one's saying, hey, uh, wh- why are you doing this? He's not an actual uh, active competitor, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Everyone's just accepting it. But here, the deepest problem I have with all of this, outside of the, the, the illogical problems, is why. Is, is, is Drew just standing there allowing Charlotte to just punch him? Now, I feel like I want to make this a topic on my After Dark show because I have a lot of passionate words to say about this because it's it's been a problem in WWE for quite some time about the women just able to just wail on the men and the men have to sit there. And you see even Drew, he's like covering up. He's not even like trying to defend himself by, you know, counter-striking to Charlotte. No, 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 no. He just covers up like a, you know, like, you know, the, the world's ending and he just tucks his tail between his legs and he's like, well, let me kiss my ass goodbye. Right. It's it's embarrassing. It's also infuriating because they're insulting our intelligence. Now, I think I mentioned this last week, but it has to be mentioned again because it's so preposterous is that Bully Ray and Mark Henry on the Busted Open podcast, which I know a lot of you listen to. It's a good show. There's your free advertising. But. What they said was last week is, well, I, you know, I I think Charlotte should wrestle men. I'd like to see more of this. I like that she beat up Drew. Why? What? Why? Why are you, why are we celebrating this? To show that she's above the women and she's going to tackle the men? Well, okay, I get that. I get it from the perspe- the perspective of trying to build Charlotte a larger than life character. She doesn't have any she perceives that she doesn't have any competition in the women's division, so she starts beating up men and she wins probably a couple of matches sadly against the men. But do you ever think about and stop to think about the other side of the coin here? The other damage you're doing by by just allowing the men to just get beat by Charlotte? I mean, just just because what? She's a woman, so we can't hit her. Again, I, I don't advocate for that, but if it's in self-defense, uh, hell yeah. I'm not going to sit there and go, well, oh, well, you're a woman. Let me sit here. No, there, there is nothing in the law, by the way, either, like from a legal standpoint, morally, ethically, for me, I, my conscience is clean. If I'm being attacked, uh, I don't care who you are. I mean, if, I, if it's not play fighting, like if it's real, I'm not going to take a chance. What if that person has a knife, right? Oh, an actual weapon. Am I supposed to just go, well, I'm much stronger than this person, so I'm not going to use my strength to defend myself. I'm going to take the chance. That's stupidity. That's effing stupid. In fact, 
it shows the stupidity on the person's part of attacking you and the ignorance. If somebody is coming at you and you know, and again, this can apply to men too, but if, if someone is attacking you and they know that they are much weaker, but they're hoping on the premise that they won't, you won't counter-strike because they're so much weaker, then that's stupidity on their part. And they get, they deserve what's coming to them, right? I don't know, I'm going way off track here. I feel like I'm getting into an After Dark episode. My point is, it's making Drew look like a fool. I, I don't like it. And I feel like it's going to continue. No one's going to say anything about it. And Drew's never going to get any offense in because, God forbid, we have a man hit a woman, but the woman can beat on the man. Why? It, it Show me. Well, somebody's out there is going to say to me, well, it's because a lot of most domestic abuse cases are men beating up on the women. What kind of message would that send? What kind of message does it send right now? I mean, there's a lot of abuse cases. Okay, I work in that field in the government. There's a lot of unreported domestic abuse that happens from male, uh, female on male violence. A lot. A lot goes unreported. You may ask, well, why does it go unreported? Why wouldn't they just report it? Well, think about it. If you're a man, okay, and you you pride yourself on... You 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 have you know you pride yourself on being a man. You 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 feel like you're masculine. You you want to you want to be that strong figure for your family, and you I think it's a lot of it's shame. I, I think it, you're trying to cover up the shame that would be brought with saying, "Hey, my wife beat me up." Right? Think about that. Think about that in just kind of stereotypical terms. You know, I think a lot of it is that. Um, I think a lot of it is too that they don't want to. People don't want to bring it to the attention of the authorities because there's probably more to the story than meets the eye, right? And they just don't want to deal with it. It gets super involved. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, see how freaking far I go off the rails. In WWE context, this is stupid. In real life, it's also double stupid. But hey. All right. Uh, let's continue here. And uh, I want to move over to Monday Night Raw. We got a women's championship match between Sonya Deville and... We uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair was wearing just a bow. I guess she's a present. I think that's the thing. Uh, but we had Sonya Deville lose, and Bianca Belair retained her championship as it should have. The match was eh, not a good match. Disappointing quality match. Honestly, I wasn't super happy with it. But uh, something I did like. Let's get to something I did like because I, I know that Raw was honestly really, really good. I, I mean, I. I I remember last week coming on here and saying how good Raw was. I still believe that. And I picked the one thing that wasn't that great, which is the women's championship match. But Oscar returned. Um, Becky Lynch has a nice new fresh opponent now for presumably the next premium live event. Backlash in about a week. And so there's that. We also got rumors of Finn Balor joining Damian Priest. I know many, many of you have thought about that. We got a match between these two, Finn and Damian, on Raw. But I've heard so much and so many rumblings from you guys, and I say that from like TikTok and other social media, that you believe that Finn's going to join this group Judgment Day. So that's something to look out for. Uh, let's see other thing. Oh, MVP helped Omos le- uh, launch a sneak attack on Bobby Lashley on Raw. So there was that. I thought it was fine. I thought that was good. It helped build heat to the to the what you want to see, which is having Lashley get his hands on MVP and beating him up, right? That's the payoff. On top of beating Omas again, yeah, but really the one that's running his mouth is the one you want to see get his ass kicked. So 
All right. Uh, that was that. that. I mean, that pretty much captured Monday Night, Monday Night Raw in a very quick nutshell. Oh, Cody Rhodes had Miz TV or was on Miz TV. So there was that. Uh, Ali redebuted and came out and interrupted. Um, Theory was all over the crowd for chanting what. So it was a good Monday Night Raw, I have to say. A really good Monday Night Raw. I enjoyed the the hell out of it much more than many, many, many months of, uh, of wrestling. So at least Monday Night Raw's. So there is that. So I think that covers the majority of what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I really do appreciate everybody who's coming out to support the show. Give us a five-star rating anywhere that you can. I know Spotify allows it. I know Apple Podcasts allows it. And if you're just sick and tired of the ads, you have to skip through ad after ad after ad. I get it. Go ad-free for a dollar or 99 cents a month on Apple Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. You can also go VIP. If you go VIP on our website, it gives you a, um, a video experience. There's a few videos that aren't available to anybody else other than uh, patrons. And it also gets you everything ad-free as all of our other options do. So that's it for me tonight, guys. I'm going to be uh, back tomorrow with Anthony DeMarco with another State of WWE, which is always fun. You guys love those. I'm loving it too. So until then, guys, take care. And yep, I will talk to you next time. So in today's crazy world, you need to be ready to defend yourself. I mean, that's just the reality of things. People are getting assaulted on the street, robbed, home invasions. So with all this spike in crime, what better way to spend your time than investing in yourself, in your safety, in your, in your family's safety? That's why I'm recommending Impact Defense. ImpactDefense.online is an opportunity for you to learn how to defend yourself in multiple situations. They have a podcast, by the way, that is done weekly, and you can check it out. Uh, it's it's on impactdefense.online. They have training that's in person. They have online courses. You can host an event and a lot more. But this is run by Brian, and he has over 20 years in the martial arts and self-defense industry. He's a certified combatives instructor. He's certified in defensive firearms, and he has a black belt in multiple styles of martial arts. He's also joined by two ladies, Jada and Kylie. Both of them are black belts in martial arts and certified firearm instructors as well. Again, their show, their podcast releases every single Monday, a brand new episode. You can check out impactdefense.online for much more information. But guys, I can't stress enough right now. There is nothing more important than your safety. I don't know about you, but when I'm lying in bed and I hear a creak in the house, you always wonder, right? It's either a ghost <laughs> or you're thinking, oh my God, somebody broke in, right? And imagine the helplessness that you could feel in that moment, but let them help you overcome that fear. Let them help you protect you and your family. Go to impactdefense.online today. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.